and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We got one more. This is going to be the best this week, ain't it, man? It's going to be good. And we're, we're going to be taking done. we're taking Monday off for America's birthday, everybody. There you go. America's birthday on Monday. Everybody enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just for fun, I'm, I'm just going to fly somewhere so I can get canceled. <laughs> You're trying to get canceled now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our, uh, our daughter, our daughter, Stephanie, yeah. uh, was going to was going to fly to uh denmark she's going to denmark and and sweden oh. for vacation next Lovely. week and she's supposed to go out on sunday on scandinavian air out of uh, chicago non-stop from from there to, to copenhagen and it turns out you ready for this this is the all-time flight could be canceled having nothing to do with everything you've heard about the reasons for every other flight to get canceled right now right the pilots may go on strike. <laughs> they're, in, they're in contract negotiations, so you couldn't trust that the airline was going to be flying, so, so she had to uh, completely change, change the reservation. So there's, there's a cancellation for a different reason. Isn't that sweet? Isn't that nice? I, Scandinavian I would, Air. How about that? I, I, I guess the pilots have some leverage. I suppose right now. I, I guess, guess they, they feel do. like they do. Yeah, I would think they do. And, and these are extended talks already. Anyway, enough of the uh, uh, of that silliness there. Um, boy, I got a list. I got myself a list here. All right. Um, you know what? Bef- bef- in- instead, of, l- let's just start. All right. Let's just start with uh, something that that happened on. Thursday, the uh, last two Supreme Court uh, rulings of the year were released, and uh, Judge Judge uh, Katanji Jackson Brown Mellencamp is now a Supreme <laughs> Court justice, right? <laughs> yeah, she, she's in. Um, and I don't want to say I'm suspicious of the Supreme Court. But I'm pretty suspicious of the Supreme Court here because uh, they ruled that the Donald Trump keep them in Mexico law ruling executive or whatever the fuck it was can be lifted now so that folks who are trying to come in who have been forced to stay on the other side of the border in Mexico, they can now come in and start to get processed. That Joe Biden was correct in saying that the Trump era uh, rule is lifted and I'm now the president, I'm going to do that. I'm very suspicious of the Supreme Court siding with Biden, riding with Biden on this one, because I'm just, tell, tell me if I'm crazy here, that they really don't think that. They really would like to, make sure that no one comes into the United States from Mexico if they can help it. But but this will cause more trouble by allowing more people to get into the country more quickly. And we already have a problem with processing folks, people scattering about, not coming back for hearings and things. I swear, th- that's how suspicious I am of of these people on the Supreme, the, 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 there's nothing that they do now 
that doesn't have a political tone to it. Am I crazy? Go. I'd, I'd love to say you were, but based on current events, I, I don't think that's the, the most insane thing I've ever heard. I mean, it, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. Um, you can also go with, hey, they were throwing him a bone after like completely effing Joe Biden six ways till Sunday. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go. But that, I don't think they, they do that because it, it's not as if because we see the decisions come out in whatever order they come out in. It, it isn't like, oh, well, they waited to see how the abortion ruling was was uh, um, uh, taken across the country. And, and then now they're going to decide this other case. And that, that's not how it works. So, no, but, the, but the leak came out months ahead and they would have had time to go back and kind of reconfigure. I mean, it's not like you know, right. they, they, they had that opportunity. Right. And then there's the uh, the other one that they did at the very end, which is uh, is essentially saying, fuck you, EPA. It's a state's rights thing. Pollution. Yeah. We're back to, to what the way things were before Nixon. Uh, uh, came up with the Environmental Protection Agency because in the most simple terms, um, pollution doesn't know state lines. It doesn't respect <laughs> state lines. That's funny. Okay. Uh, so it, it made it more difficult to, uh, to, to do regulation there. Um, but what? Uh, in, instead of dwelling on that, let's look forward to the next term because the court agreed and since we're in north carolina we're the stars of this show they have agreed to uh take the case that we know very very well here which is that in north carolina they gerrymandered the shit out of this state and we've had the state supreme court say ho 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 stop so wait a minute ho 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 surgical precision you did that so the case makes it all the way up to the Supreme Court, and it's going to be called Moore versus Harper. I assume that's Tim Moore, right? I think the, so. Uh, Speaker of the, the House. Speaker, yeah, yeah. Um, the case is perhaps the gravest threat to American democracy since the January 6th attack. It seeks to reinstate gerrymandered congressional maps that were struck down by the North Carolina Supreme Court because, and Here's what they said about that. It's a good quote. They subordinated traditional neutral redistricting, making it fair, in favor of extreme partisan advantage for the Republican Party. That was the North Carolina Supreme Court saying that. The U.S. Supreme Court saying, "Now we got to look at that, see whether there's a there's a accuracy uh, based on that." And here's the thing: this is a three four word phrase that you're going to hear now forever. This is the new shtick. This was ground out by some think tank or, or the uh, American Legislative Exchange Council called the Independent State Legislature Doctrine. Okay? And up until now, again, here we go. Just tell me if this sounds familiar. Up until now, the Supreme Court has said, this is bullshit. This is crap. All right? Uh-huh. Under this independent state legislature doctrine, all state constitutional provisions that constrain 
the legislature's ability to skew gerrymander would cease to function. State courts would lose the ability, like in North Carolina, to say, unfair, stop it, stop it. And governors would not be allowed to veto any new state election laws. Wow. What this is, how does what uh, under what authority do you you strip a governor of the power? I thought I thought Republicans especially were like if you're for states' rights, how can you take away a governor's power? Well, because the Republicans for sure have calculated that because they have control of more state legislatures right now, yeah, it's time to lock in the gains and Jeez. take the teeth out of the. But it's only the, for this. people like Roy Cooper. It's only for this. It's only for election laws that the governors will lose their veto power. Everything else they're good for, right? Correct. <laughs> that uh, sounds fairly Neil Gorsuch. Neil Gorsuch, the Supreme Court Justice, described this two years ago. And uh, this was a case that involved mail-in ballots in Wisconsin. Here's what he said. The Constitution provides that state legislatures, not federal judges, not state judges, not state governors, nobody else that's a state official bear primary responsibility for setting election rules. So stripping all it away, I'll stop reading now. What that means is whoever is elected in your state legislature gets yeah. to decide yeah. how elections are run, how the state is cut up district-wise, gerrymandering, redistricting and there is no controlling legal authority beyond what they do state legislatures are god mm. and 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 don't give me this checks and balances stuff that's for your sixth grade history book shit this is raw power baby <laughs> this is all this is and the supreme court right now is agreeing to hear the case in North Carolina. And at, at this moment, this looks like a four to four decision with Amy Coney Barrett not having spoken of or talked much about it. John Roberts would join the three liberals right now. So that's four. And then you got the other four. And then you got Amy Coney Barrett. So she could be the, the uh, swing justice on this. But just imagine what, what happens to. And, and, and this is the kind of thing that, that most people, most unwashed, less educated, lower information voters will not give one fuck about. They will not care about this. This is wonky shit, right? Mm -hmm. This is wonky stuff. If this happens, then we're definitely on the road to uh, an autocratic country. We're just going to tell the courts, you're done. You're done. Except for the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they get to do everything they want. And now that they've got a majority locked in there for a while, unless uh, Clarence Thomas kicks the bucket, um, they're good with that. They're good with that. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, so that's that's what's ahead. So we, let's just remember that we talked about this. It'll come up next year. 
uh, in the next term. Or I guess maybe the next term is the fall term, right? Uh, first Monday in October kind of right. kind of stuff. Great movie with Jill Clayburgh. Uh, Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's my uh, that's my my opening opening bid here on a uh, on a day where you know, it's just the just the usual shit that's usual shit that's happening. Here's some other things on my list here. Uh, the bitch, the bitch is on Russia's team. Uh huh. Um, clown stick von fuckface. Yeah. Yeah, he grabbed the wheel. Don't worry. No fucking way he didn't grab the fucking wheel. And we've got the person who can just about prove it for sure. All right. Uh, how did Cassidy escape the cult? Oh, yeah. Or the uh, Liz Cheney loyalty test for dummies. <laughs> Let's do grabbing the wheel because that was been that's been something that's been kicked around a lot over the past forty eight hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is uh, this is courtesy of the intrepid Washington Post reporter uh, Carol Lenig, who's written a couple Trump books recently, been bestsellers. I mean, she's on it, and she wrote a book completely, totally, one hundred percent about. Guess what? The Secret Service. Uh Uh-huh. So, she would like us all to know that this Tony Ornato, not to be confused with Tony Orlando, okay, which, by the way, he is an underrated person. I believe he's a very talented guy, and he's still out there. He doesn't get the kind of credit. But, okay, back to (laughs) Was that necessary, Brad? I don't don't think so. I don't think that was, yeah. Do you, do you have a name you'd like to bring up that's equivalent to Tony Orlando, the, someone who's kind of made fun of, but really is a, a pretty talented guy? Go, go. I, and I, no, I can't, not, not off the top of my head, but he does get beat up quite a bit. And he, I bet he puts on a pretty good show if you see him in Vegas or wherever you see him. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, so Ornato was in the Secret Service, right? Uh-huh. And since Trump was the fucking president, who is a piece of shit who had no respect for anything ever that came before him. Although it could be presidential. <laughs> okay. Um, this, this Tony Ornato guy was in the secret service. He was like the head of Trump's secret service detail. And Trump liked him so much that he moved him out of the Secret Service into a political White House job. This has never been done. It's unheard of. You don't do this, okay? You don't you don't pick from the Secret Service and uh, put him in, uh, in some kind of office in the White House. So Trump starts to use him to direct all of the security at the rallies. Whenever you'd see a rally, right, you'd always see the Secret Service guy. So this Ornato guy, ex-Secret Service guy, is now kind of a civilian Secret Service guy working directly for Trump out of the White House. Um, his job was to just make sure that um, nobody came in to a, to a rally and, and, and caused the kind of trouble that uh, we know we would never want that. Okay, um, He was the guy that made sure 
that when Trump walked over with the Bible in Lafayette Square, away away from the White House to hold that Bible up for that famous picture, he was the one that that helped clear the area. That 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 was his thing. Okay. So and remember the, the, con- is- the conversation that he is now denying that it was had was should we should we warn the journalists that they're about to get tear gas and they're not like ah fuck them right right yeah. so uh, Carol Lennox says hey look this Ornato guy you can't believe a fucking word he says when he goes to the mat right now for Trump against the story that Cassidy Hutchinson told the other day because this guy is. He's not just in the tank. Um, I think he built the tank and he provides security around the tank mm. for Trump. So he's denying the story. Well, there's the but, headline. The headline yeah. is, and that's what Arnato was saying, Trump's girth would prevent him from actually getting to the steering. He's too fat. That's what Tony Arnato, that was his, his uh, thing. Okay, Britt, if you're down to that, Trump's a big guy, but, but he's not, a, you know, 600 pounds, okay? Yeah, he's a, it's a pretty strong <laughs> argument, I think. We're not as good a point. <laughs> so here's the last quote from Carol Lennick. The Secret Service often tries to deny things that are unflattering. And then when the rubber hits the road, we learn there's a little bit more to it. I want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And if Tony Ornato testifies under oath that he exaggerated the story originally, and that's what um, Cassidy Hutchinson said, and it didn't happen that way, forgive me, in the suburban on January 6th, it's important. We should take the story seriously. But do not listen to uh, Tony Ornato at dawn. (laughs) <laughs> or any other time of the day. You see what I did there? You see, Tony Orlando. Really not necessary, was it? Very unnecessary. Uh, yeah, that's what she. That's what Carolyn is saying. She's saying that the Secret Service was uh, aligned with him and personally cheering for Biden to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it became extremely political. Well, and that was and that was my immediate when they started doing the pushback because that's what they. They seized on with her with oh she she totally lied about this so everything she said was wrong, and I was and I'm still as as you note from from yesterday's Brad and Britcast I'm like why are these idiots at the Secret Service well not idiots but why are these people carrying water for Trump why do they feel the need to still lie for this asshole Yeah we couldn't uh, figure that one out but now but apparently know. yeah it kind of now it, it all kind of fits together and boy there's there's nothing that's a bigger tell than the uh, ever changing story. The ever-changing reasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, well the, the, yeah. In, the, in, in the immediate aftermath of it, they were like, well, you know, we've got a lot of people who are going on record, and they will testify. What you, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I, don't, I, I don't think they're going to go on record. I don't know if they're going to testify. I don't know if they're going to be placed under oath. But I, I think that was the Secret Service version of people are saying. People, but they were immediately they were spitting fire like you wait till we get in front of that committee and we're going to testify and we've got deposits and then after a while it was like ah eh, no nah, I don't think we're going to do that it's going to be so not my schedule can't fit it into my schedule there was there was a lot of backing off from uh, some people on that situation so yeah I, yeah. I think it, it lets you know that yeah that's that's the truth that's what happened yeah yeah um. How did Cassidy escape the cult? This is it's, a really interesting story. You know who who uh, 
who did it for her or was the person that helped push it along. Uh, and I guess this was uh, in, a, in a segment this morning on CNN that Alyssa Farah, yeah. who had left the cult, right, uh, and she was sort of friends with Cassidy, and Cassidy called her up after she had even uh, testified in front of the of the uh, committee. You know, it, you know, in the way we we saw uh, all the the video, you know, in a private setting, not in a public setting. And she tells Alyssa Fair, you know, I got some other shit. I think I need to to, to tell. I this is really bugging me. And Alyssa Farah uh, helped her along and. And gave her the the support, and probably uh, helped turn her on to a different lawyer, besides the mafia lawyers that were supplied to her by the White House originally. And uh, she broke free from from that. And once you do that, and you have the inclination, you uh, uh, you know you're you're on your way. So I, I was a, actually watching this segment this morning, and I didn't. I turned it off before she got to the part where. Hmm? Uh, she, I was, I was watching, and they said, "Well, how's she doing? You've been, in, you've been in touch with her." They said to Alyssa Farah Griffin, "You've been in touch with with Cassidy." So she's doing remarkably well. And then she goes into the story about how, again, she's deeply in the cult, and there's some stuff that I could have said that I didn't say, and I was just wondering. And then there yeah. you see that she put her in touch with Liz Cheney. Hey, Britt, I, I have the pushback on this story. Oh yeah. Okay. This is the fake pushback, the fake false equivalence, the fake whataboutism. Oh, so you're going to complain about Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram uh, text messaging Mark Meadows? This is worse. Oh, yeah. This oh, that's is worse. Uh, man, that is a strong argument. Like that, that is a super strong. Very strong yeah, argument. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. That's, that's what I'm here for. All, I, all I haven't heard much. I mean, they've, they've attempted to impeach her credibility based on I hardly knew her. I don't know who she is. She's a you know junior leaguer. She's a, a junior varsity. I don't think they've no. been able to do that. She obviously hasn't, you know, she's not trying to shop a book no. like and a I, bunch I, of people. I, I what, we're, we're actually past that now. I, I believe we're way past that because yeah. the it, it everything she said is in the water and not one thing, not one thing has come forth to really uh, dry out any of that water that that she put that information into. And you have way, way too many people who were on Team Trump, defended him from day one, who have uh, said, just like on Shark Tank, I'm out. Uh, that That's the end of that. There's a story this afternoon on uh, CNBC that, and the, the fact that this is even, a story that exists is pathetic in the first place, but it's true. Big donors now abandoning Trump. Wait a minute. He still has big donors, still yeah. has people writing him, you know, six and seven figure check for what? But apparently a lot of these big donors said, well, you know, in the, in the last few weeks, I've seen enough now. Really? This is what did it for <laughs> this you? Was this it. is what it took? <laughs> but, okay. Let's take it. Let's take it at face value. But again, just, Add that in to the idea that there's really she's an unimpeachable witness. She is an unimpeachable witness. And if I may say, we're on a podcast, aren't we? We are. She had the perfect combination of attractive, credible, but not too hot to divert attention. She was a serious person, but not a bombshell. Right kind of girl that if your 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 son brought her home you say that's a cute girl 
Yeah, it's a very much she the uh, yeah she the all, Amer- all the all American girl look really kind of if you, if you yeah. think about it. There's the yeah, uh, headline no. rating showing that Fox News viewers are tuning out the January six hearings. There you go. Um, they're having a real crisis over there, but because they're having some people on that show that are actually uh, talking about how credible this woman was and how bad things but, were for Donald Trump. Well, of course. Well, and we started uh, uh, the other day with with Andrew McCarthy, yeah, who is the legal. He is the legal guy on that 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 channel. He's the go to legal person. God rest the soul of Judge Napolitano. Remember how they ran him off? Oh yeah, they just ran him off. Now he yeah. had some ethical issues outside of the sure of the uh, of the station, right? It was a sexual harassment kind of shit. Yeah, on on the Fox scale, it was about a two on a scale of one to ten. But yeah, he had some issues. But that was outside, so they could dump him because it happened yeah. somewhere else. They don't have right. to cover it up from within. So he's he's long gone from there. Um, now it, it it it's too it's too much. It's 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 unable to be pushed back against, and um, the, just the fact that the uh, the steering wheel story was the only thing they could grab onto. Think about it. That's all right. Okay. All right. Hey, guess what? We're going to give you that Trump. Has never looked at a steering wheel, never touched a steering wheel, doesn't right. know what a steering wheel is, and didn't. Okay, all right, that's gone. But everything else, you have nothing to say about because you know everything is true. We're gonna, just going to give you that. We're going to pretend that you're right that he didn't grant. Okay, so you here's know. The, uh, here's here's the next Tony Renato pushback. He always has grease from French fries in his hands, so he wouldn't have been able to get his hands on the steering wheel. So you're lying, Cassidy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So <laughs> too much grease. There's the news. There's the Vanity Fair article. Fox News coverage seemed at least a teensy bit moved by Cassidy Hutchinson's January sixth testimony. Of course, this was the this was the daytime shows where they can't really control things like they can right. in prime at time. Night, I, at night, I'm sure the the wall is still uh, uh, solid. I did hear uh, one. Oh, this is the end of the world. Oh, we, we've we've got them now. Fox saying, oh, based on the steering. They didn't vet that story. They didn't <laughs> investigate that story before they let her talk. Oh my God! This committee, what a bunch of clout, right? I swear yeah. that they wanted to run with that one. So, uh, bottom you line, tell, you, you can tell how you can tell how bad things were. I think Greg Kelly, speaking of disgraced Fox hosts, I think they had him on Newsmax bitching about Brett Baer. Brett Baer was talking about how bad that looked for Donald Trump and how awful that testimony looked like. Uh, you know what? I don't know when you saw him say that, but I can tell you the last time I saw him, he was back on the He's team. He's back on the team. He was back on the team. <laughs> they, they, they took him off to the side room, gave him a Kit Kat yeah. bar and said, yeah, hey. I think he, I, I'm I pretty sure he's, he's Hey, Brett, he's that's not – I don't think you feel the way that you feel about that, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they said. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do uh, – let's do Liz Cheney's um, – Loyalty test. Loyalty test for dummies. All right. Okay. Um, so she gives a speech on on Wednesday out at the uh, famous Ronald Reagan Library in Southern California. There, the one with the old Air Force One airplane that's uh, behind you when you 
Oh, Brad, that's where that's where our, our national nightmare started when they had the big Republican throwdown hoedown with presidential candidates on August the 6th of 2015. And Donald John Trump Sr. said he showed up. People thought he wouldn't, and he did, and everything was just shitty ever since then. Right, right. Um, so the place is full. She gets a nice, warm welcome, and she just starts in. From, from minute one, going after Trump. It's even more chilling and more threatening than we could have imagined. And the title of the speech is Liz Cheney, We've Got to Choose, okay? And I'm, I'm kind of surprised that uh, nobody made the connection between that phrase, where it comes from, and uh, what it channels. Ronald Reagan in 1964 uh, did a speech, and it was titled A Time for Choosing, October 27, 1964. So remember, at this point, right, Reagan is not even the governor of California yet, and he's traveling around the country making, making speeches. He might have even he might have just gotten done doing all that shit for uh, General Electric, GE. Um, doing commercials for them, got famous doing that. He would go to the Lions Clubs and the Rotary Clubs, anybody that would listen to him. And so this uh, speech that he gave on October 27, 64, a time for choosing, it was a full-out attack on liberalism, the Great Society, LBJ, everything. Social Security, the idea of Medicare, Within the speech, he points out that like a 21-year-old person, if, if they would just start putting the money into a private account, they'd have twice as much money when they retired as they would get from Social Security. They get 128 a month of Social all that kind of shit, all, all that kind of stuff. But the fans loved it. It's a famous speech. It's a famous speech. And all these years later, Liz Cheney, different subject matter, obviously, but she used the title, A Time for Choosing, and she made the point, you've got a choice. You either choose democracy or you choose Donald Trump, which at this moment, I don't know how you argue with that. I don't know what more you can say. You know, she's not going to convert people individually uh, but i think her points were spot on they laid it out well she did a good job and she could be applauded i think somebody was uh, uh asking her the other day um you know how long you think the committee's going to go and she gave an answer to the effect of well i don't know how long it is but i can't wait to get back to uh, being able to argue with all these Democrats over policy stuff, okay? Right, right. But for now, or maybe it was somebody that said, I'm sick of sitting there with Liz Cheney. I want to get back to arguing with her over policy. And it was a, you know, it was a friendly comment, but you get the point. And, um, well, we, we haven't mentioned it, but she get, did get a standing ovation for the speech at the Reagan Library as well. Yeah, well, I mean, l l let's re it, it wasn't going to be filled with, with uh, Trumpers or election deniers. You never know. That. You never know but, what assholes are going to show up these days, Brad. You so, just yeah. don't know. 
<laughs> Britt, maybe Tony Orlando helped uh, uh, screen the people there. <laughs> they couldn't get in. So uh, that was another one. That was another one I had on my list. You got anything? Uh, it was about it was about bitch. The word bitch was in uh, something that you were. Oh saying. yes, 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 yes. The bitch and, is and, back. Right, and and, and I I apologize because. Uh, the, the dumbest thing we can do, it's almost too stupid to mention, is to viscerally react to something stupid someone tweets out, right? Mm -hmm. But because of the timing and because of where we are right now, and because, for instance, earlier on Thursday when he was in Europe uh, and he held a press conference, Joe Biden went out of his way unequivocally to say, we're going to stick by the side of Ukraine, no matter how long it takes. And they tried to shake him. And he said, no, this is the this is what's going to go on. And you say what you want about Joe Biden. I know his approval ratings suck. I know 85 percent of the American people think we're on the wrong track. We know all that. Inflation sucks. We, we know that. But the fact is, over there, he's been pretty successful. He turned what Vladimir Putin had as his main objective, in addition to trying to take over Ukraine in two days, to split the West, to split NATO, to split countries like Germany that have been wholly dependent on Russian energy away from the rest of the continent and the rest of NATO and the United States and get us to all fight with each other and Joe Biden, it's not perfect, but it's damn close. Not only did that not happen, it's drawn everybody closer together. And we got two new uh, members of the club here. You got Sweden, you got Finland, you got 800 miles more of border now with Russia, which Putin says, that's the end of the world. Do not do nothing. We will match you. Weapon for weapon. Uh, so Biden's successful over there. And... Um, he holds a press conference, and I think Ukraine probably still has in the United States, I'm sure, 70 to 80 percent approval ratings. And Zelensky is, uh, you know, a, a singular figure in our time. Anybody want to argue with that? Yeah. I think he is. Marjorie Taylor Greene, however, who, by the way, won her primary back in May last month with a 70% of the vote in that district in Georgia. They love her there. Uh, she threw her support to Vladimir Putin this day on Twitter. She says the United States should pull out of NATO. Uh, she says the Biden administration should stop supplying Ukraine with weapons. Says we don't want war with Russia, but NATO and our own foolish leaders are dragging us into one, a war that no one will win. Escalation over Ukraine, a non-member nation, risking nuclear war as a power play, endangering the entire world. We should pull out of NATO. And I know she hasn't noticed this, but you'll notice we don't have any troops on the ground in Ukraine. That's been, if anything, one of the criticisms that we've been too timid. Uh, but Joe Biden has been very careful about this in concert with the uh, defense secretary and the secretary, you know, they, this is their plan. We're going to give you all the weapons, but we're not going to do the fighting for you. 
but that's not good enough for Marjorie Taylor Greene right now. She would like to go full, you know, Hitler in 1938, Mm. Czechoslovakia. Take it. You got it. It's yours. Peace in our time. She's all the way in. 70% of the vote in the Republican primary. Let's see if she'll win in November. What do you think, Britt? Uh, I don't think that's good news at all. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like any of that. That's, that's, uh, this is the, as, as people are saying, this is the darkest timeline and she's the queen of it right now. God, she and Bobert have really been feeling themselves this week. They've been really very happy about, about things. She won her primary out in Colorado too. Yeah. So I know you were worried. Yeah, no, I was I was scared. That's why I sent her a few bucks. I really was uh, scared that that was going to happen. Well, uh, often we are uh, criticized for being preachers of uh, gloom and doom. Good news out of the state of Florida, where a judge has temporarily blocked a 15-week abortion ban, which, by the way, was another one of those arbitrary. Uh, so you want to do you want to do 10 weeks? You want to do 26? Yeah, let's do 15. It's not based on medical science. It's not based on anything. It was just arbitrary. The Florida judge, Brad, saying that that violates the Florida Constitution, which is surprising because I figured Florida didn't have a constitution, just a couple of bullet points on a cocktail napkin. But no, uh, this- it's funny. If you look at a map, when yeah. they show the map of, of uh, all 57 states, uh, that never gets old, by the way. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It, it, it works every time. Um, they show the map. Florida is actually a state that's that's uh, the same color as North Carolina. Mm. So, we're, you know, we're considered a, a state where abortion is still legal, but you have a uh, re- Republican legislature here in North Carolina, and, of course, you have one in Florida, plus um, the successor to uh, Clownface Von Fuckstick in waiting as the governor uh, trying, to, uh, trying to change things. But apparently they haven't been able to do it so easily which is we would have never guessed that right you would have thought florida would be right in there with the the uh, other confederate states that uh, believe in life so much they love they well, love the unborn so much it goes back to it goes back to again if if god forbid if dan forrest had beaten roy cooper for re-election a couple of years ago what kind of oh, shit form, oh my god yeah, oh, we'd be we'd be one of those states. There's no doubt about it. And it's about four percentage points, I think, that separated those two gentlemen on that re-election. So, God Almighty, Roy Cooper has is, and you've seen the Attorney General of North Carolina, Josh Stein, who would be the presumptive Democratic nominee for the governorship in a couple of years, say that he is very adamant about protecting uh, women's reproductive freedom here in North Carolina. Well, this is a this is an interesting setup. Uh, and I, I'm just thinking about this out loud as I, as I say it. I haven't given it any any thought. What do I ever give anything thought to? But um, uh, back in the in the 1950s and into the early 60s, in the wake of the Brown versus Board of Education ruling, saying that separate schools are inherently unequal, and therefore you can't set up dual school systems in a in a locality and send all the the black kids to a, a shitty rundown uh school with with uh books that are outdated by 30 years and the the what because 
believe me, not only are they separate, but they're really, really unequal. And yeah, they're, they may have been separate, but they sure as hell weren't equal. <laughs> right. So w- w- what happened across the South? And by the way, the remnants of that are still around, uh, particularly you know where where we are. Uh, people started setting up private schools, all kinds of private schools, and pulled their kids out of public schools. Better to have your kid go to a, a white private school than have to sit next to a black kid in class and there was massive resistance that was the phrase that was used massive resistance to desegregation and uh, ultimately the way you boil it down is looking at that picture of george wallace standing in front of the uh, university of alabama trying to block the admittance of was it james meredith into the university there Segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Um, and there was massive, in other words, they refused to abide by the law of the land. Okay. And I'm just guessing that the pro life people who have finally won their victory. They've gotten a Supreme Court that that they can love, courtesy of, you know, 45, 50 years of finagling and the election of of Trump. Now that they've they've gotten that, they're going to claim that attorneys general and local prosecutors around the country who refuse, refuse to uphold local laws, state laws, federal laws having to do with the constriction of abortion rights. Well, you complained about what we did in the 50s with schools. This is worse. This is worse than that. And, of course, it's a bad comparison. It's a false analogy. It, it doesn't really stand the test of, of thought or logic. But that doesn't matter, does it, Britt? No. It's all about how do you get your, your fans charged up into being able to say, well, they're hypocrites on this, too. Here they go. Uh, they don't like law. They want to defund the police, and they want, to, they want to disobey the courts. These people hate America. Republicans are the ones who want to restore democracy as we That's what they're going to do. They're going to turn this around. And I guess the next thing will be when elections are held for these positions across the states, across cities, for prosecutors in, in local areas, they're going to try to do um, what they've, they've done in reverse, say, in California, where they recalled the prosecutor in San Francisco. And you've got these secretary of state positions that are being um, run for by Republicans all over the country, actual election deniers, actual uh, Trumpers who are ready to just change votes. Seize voting machines. Uh, make sure that the Italian space lasers aren't changing the vote in favor of Democrats. Crazies, nuts, right? Are they? Are they so now they can, really? they're going to run. Brett, they're going to run for for every law enforcement prosecutorial position from attorney general on down. Yeah, the space to make lasers? sure that uh, abortion laws yeah, passed in these states are enforced. Um, so the space lasers are Italian that we're not going with Jewish on those. I thought they were, I thought that was a Jewish plot. 
Um, I don't know the 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 Italians and the um, I think it was a joint venture. I don't know what was that was a Marjorie Taylor Green thing, wasn't it? Wasn't she the so. uh, Jewish space lasers thing? I also that was I, her. I feel that like her. If, if we're going to pick a European country that's going to be devious with the space lasers, I feel like German engineering really is devious enough to get the job done. That's who you would go with is the Germans on that one to me. You know that you're right. That's the problem with that line. Yes. Uh, she didn't. She didn't, Wrong she didn't go with the most technologically advanced <laughs> country in Europe that might be able to do that. If you go, uh, the French are too lazy. The Italians are too sloppy. The Germans devious and precise. That's why. That, that's that's why you go with in that one. Uh, South Carolina's got the fetal heartbeat thing in in tow. And over the weekend in Greenville, South Carolina, Brad, an abortion uh, protest. And apparently uh, there are some pro-life people that were treated a little roughly by the cops, according to the city council. They're going to review that. Seems to be unsupportive of law enforcement to me. I don't know if it's as bad as, you know, defunding the police, but apparently they're going to review this entire thing and they've got some footage. They're not real happy about that. South Carolina is going to be a complete shit show. Uh, These fetal heartbeat laws that you're seeing passed are bogus. Again, not based in any science, any medicine, anything of any sort, but they, they pop up all over the place. They're going to try to get that done and force that down our throats here in North Carolina, uh, obviously. Uh, and as you say, as long as Roy Cooper still has veto power over that, he may not have veto power over election stuff if the Supreme Court rules on the thing that you talked about earlier. But, uh, yeah, we should be safe. But this, this these fetal heartbeat things are ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> She's get, getting down to you either believe or you don't yeah. you either believe that a woman, a woman, a grown woman, a child, even who is pregnant, possibly by being raped or through some incestual attack by somebody in her family. You either believe that that women and, and girls have the right to make the decision or. You believe in big government. Really? Well, I don't believe in big government. I'm Republican. I'm conservative. We want small government, except for this. Yeah, this one we want really big government. We want the biggest government there's ever been. <laughs> We're going to tell you what to do. To protect the babies, at least until they're born. After that, fuck them. But until they're born. Protect the damn babies. babies. By the way, what what you know you know what story uh, faded? The uh, infant formula crisis. Oh yeah, is that still going on? What's what's going on here? You're not hearing that so much, are you? What happened? What, no, what's, we've got. We I think we're back to the old. I think we're just falling back to the, oh my god, the gas prices are out of control, and Joe Biden's feckless on that. I think that's what we're we're falling back on, aren't we? Hmm. Hmm. You, you're just going to have to accept that life begins when that first glass of Zinfandel is poured and the new Drake album is streamed on Spotify. That's when life truly begins. So you're not going with the uh, life begins when you swipe right? <laughs> Isn't that when it begins? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just trying to help. All right. I'm glad I picked right and that was correct because I could have that said left. Correct. That's left where is... you say no to someone. Well, right? as, as in America, left is bad and right is good, Brad. <laughs> 